This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I was just looking at this uh, Made in Ontario Environment Plan that's come out and the final policy paper on lake-based cage fish farming. You know, uh, the number of meals that are provided through this uh, whole endeavor uh, is rather impressive. Ontario's fish farmers put more than 100 million meals of delicious and healthy trout on Ontario dinner tables every year. Aquaculture brings jobs and prosperity to Ontario's rural, northern, and indigenous communities. Let's find out exactly what's going on as far as that's concerned. Uh, the whole carbon tax initiative, fighting that at the court level as well as at the gas pumps. Jeff Urich has joined us on the line, Ontario's Minister of the Environment. Mr. Urich, a pleasure to have you back on the Oakley Show, sir. We're glad to be on again, and happy long weekend. And to you. Uh, by the way, you going fishing? <laughs> no, no, just hanging out at home with the family. Well, I was uh, reading this with interest. I just alluded to it, you know, the uh, final policy paper on lake-based cage fish farming. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like uh, there's a rather extensive aquaculture here in the province of Ontario. I had no idea. Tell us about it. Well, it's quite a burgeoning industry. It uh, really uh, helps uh, northern Ontario with uh, job creation because these are where the cages are are, uh, are placed to grow the fish to size that would be uh, uh, then processed for food. But uh, also down through southern Ontario where uh, the, the fingerlings, uh, the hatchlings occur to have the fish uh, uh, grown. And then, of course, down in St. Thomas, Ontario is where the processing occurs. So it, it's really a, a burgeoning industry that brings a lot of economic benefit to rural and uh, northern and southern Ontario. So um, we've, we've stepped forward with this final policy paper to ensure there's some sort of certainty for the industry and sustainability so they know uh, how the Ministry of Environment is going to ensure that our waterways are kept uh, clean and safe and also ensure that they're able to work with us to ensure that they can grow their business but keep uh, keep Ontario sound. And these fish farms are primarily located in Lake Huron, aren't they? Uh, up in Lake Huron, yep. Uh, they That's uh, where the, the, the cages are. And and one of the fish farmers told me it's not really a cage for save. It's like putting them out into a pasture. The the, the cages are, are such a large size that uh, allows the, these fish to uh, to grow. And uh, uh, and as, as you mentioned earlier, it provides. I thought they said over 100 million, uh, 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 122 million dollar industry for the province. So it's it's quite a an industry that's only going to grow. And it's and it's safe uh, uh, Ontario fish, which means it's good to eat. Well, all right, this is the thing, you know, because a lot of people are uh, somewhat maybe reluctant to eat the fish they catch because they think, well, there's been a lot of uh, pollutants in the water and heavy metals and things like that uh, maybe have gotten into uh, the food stream, uh, you know, through the smaller fry or whatever, and then, you know, or the bottom feeders and what have you. What is the quality of the water in our lakes in, in Ontario for the most part? Our quality is, is super in our lakes. I know we, we are dealing with certain areas uh, of the Great Lakes with phosphorus issues, uh, but we have we have a, a great system in place for the Ministry of Environment uh, and the Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry working with communities and Indigenous uh, groups to ensure that our, our, our water is clean. But the good thing about this Ontario uh, farmed fish is you could actually track uh, the, the entire fish uh, life cycle from, from the egg it was hatched on to where it was raised with the fingerlings, the type of water that, and feed that it was given all the way up until it's processed. So it's kind of like our, our, our agricultural industry on the land where you could track uh, where, where your meat comes from or where your, your vegetables come from. You can do the same with the fish. And, you know, I, I can't help but emphasize it's Ontario fish. It's through Ontario waters. Our, our environmental levels are so high compared to where uh, other fish are sourced from either Bolivia or other parts of Europe, which, which don't have the stringent environmental protocols in place, and uh, it, it's not as fresh. What species are mostly farmed in Ontario? 
Uh, the rainbow trout uh, is is, uh, is the number one fish. Uh, it's the probably 98% of it that's that's uh, uh, undergoing right now. Uh, there's testing to see if uh, whitefish and uh, and uh, walleye are are other types of fish that can be entered in the market. But it's rainbow trout. Had some wonderful whitefish up in the uh, northern part of Georgian Bay just uh, about three weeks ago when I was vacationing up there for the summer. Uh, let me ask you, is acid rain still an issue? You mentioned phosphorus before. Uh, it used to be a big, big concern in the 70s and 80s. How much so now? No, not too much acid rain anymore. I mean, we, with with uh, the removal of uh, coal plants in our province and uh, uh, the, the mechanism that Prime Minister Brian Mulroney set up with the Americans, it's pretty much... Uh, tackled that issue. Uh, the, the sulfur dioxide and, and nitrous oxide uh, emissions are, are within uh, good levels within this province. So that's not too much of an issue. That's one of those uh, issues that we got together, uh, came up with a solution, and, and we've kind of fixed that problem. Again, Jeff Urich is with us, Ontario's Minister of the Environment. On that matter, today was a day, I guess, where uh, there would be fines imposed on gas station operators who didn't have stickers at the pumps telling about the uh, increase in the price due to the carbon tax. Uh, do you see this as a worthwhile initiative? Well, you know, we, we, we've, we've spoken to businesses, we've spoken to people, and, and the, the Federation of Internet Business has stated that 87% of uh, small businesses were opposed to the federal government's carbon tax plan. Uh, you know, we, we had to get that message out. Uh, uh, the federal government uh, was obviously sending out uh, what, what their, their uh, role was with the federal tax, with their, their flyers, et cetera. So, you know, we felt we needed to tell the story to the, the people of Ontario of, of what that federal carbon tax is going to, to cost them, and, and one of those ideas was uh, having these stickers at the pumps. What about taking it to the Supreme Court? Uh, I thought last Friday I'd heard the Premier suggest that in the event Andrew Scheer were to lose the election, he would drop that case, not pursue it any further up the chain, and yet earlier this week we were told that, uh, well, you filed, uh, I guess, leave to take it to the Supreme Court. Uh, is it my misunderstanding, or has there been a change in direction here? Well, no, there, there hasn't been really a change in the direction. Um, you know, we were elected on a mandate to uh, fight uh, to end cap and trade and, and to fight a, a carbon tax. We're using all tools available. And uh, the deadline to uh, register for our Supreme Court date was this uh, past week. So we couldn't let it uh, lapse until the federal election occurred. Um, so we've we've done the necessary due diligence to meet the deadlines, and and as, as Premier Ford has said, uh, uh, you know we, we, who knows how the federal election is going to go at the end of the day, but uh, uh, he said he's one of following uh, uh, what what the people believe at, and he thinks it's a ballot box issue that uh, after the election we'll take a look at uh, uh, what the results were at, but you know. We we are we are adamant that uh, the the carbon tax the federal government has put on Ontario is is unconstitutional. Uh, we have an environmental plan for Ontario to get our emissions to the Paris uh, uh, targets. Uh, we're at 22 percent below 2005 levels, and we've accomplished that without a carbon tax. and And our plan will take us to 30 uh, percent uh, by 2030. Well, this is the interesting thing. I don't know if you saw it today. I, I read a story in the Toronto Star where uh, a recent study that's come out, uh, I guess with an environmental group, shows that climate change initiatives have the support of most uh, Canadians and a majority at least. But when it comes time to pay, and uh, if it meant like a 10 cent increase at the pumps or a 15 or even a 20, it drops precipitously. And so uh, not a whole lot of folks are on side when the cost gets a little too pricey. Uh, did you see that report? Or uh, perhaps you're aware of that metric uh, being in play already. 
Well, well, certainly. I mean, uh, everybody likes a, a clean environment. Uh, uh, we believe as a government and our environmental plan shows that we, we can uh, attain our admission standards and, and have a clean and a wonderful economy and a wonderful in, uh, environment without an unnecessary tax. Um, you know, you know the key that I like to point out to people is uh, uh, the environment, federal environmental minister uh, McKenna, uh, kind of slipped uh, saying that uh, the price for the carbon tax will actually rise in 2022 um, to to higher levels, which only means higher costs of buying your gas, higher amounts of uh, heating your homes, and higher costs of goods you're going to be purchasing. It makes life really unaffordable for for folks out there who uh, aren't, aren't making lots of money, lower income and medium-income folks out there. And so, you know, it's quite a concern that uh, uh, this tax, uh, there's not really clarity on how much higher uh, the federal government's going to release these, these, these plans. So, we, you know, we, we ask the federal government to work with us on our plan to attain the targets that they'd like to attain without a carbon tax. Well, yeah, it's pretty much a given that it's got to be beyond $50, even though Catherine McKenna's kind of flip-flopped on that, suggesting that, no, it's a hard cap at $50 a ton of emissions by 2022. Yeah. And then, uh, as you suggested, she pointed out that it may go beyond that if they're re-elected. Then she's withdrawn that and uh, gone back, I guess, to the $50. But most economists who have studied this say it's got to be in the ballpark of $200 a ton to have any kind of impact. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think we're getting the full story from uh, Minister McKenna or Justin Trudeau on this issue. Uh, um, you know, I, I, they should just be upfront of where, they, how high they're going to take the carbon tax with with Ontarians and Canadians, and, and let them decide uh, this coming election uh, where they'd like to go. But uh, you know, I, I offer people to take a look at our environmental plan for Ontario and and how we're working to. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to make the higher emitter polluters pay. Uh, uh, we're going to have uh, a clean environment. We're going to hit our admission targets. We're going to get plastics out of the landfill. It's, 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 it's quite an endeavor and quite a plan we put forward, and we're doing it all without a, a need for a carbon tax. When you say making higher polluters pay, uh, now under the current regime, there are exemptions for some industries to uh, maintain uh, competitive advantage, I guess, with the United States primarily. About 19 industries or sectors are exempt. Will there be exemptions under your plan? Uh, no, we're, we, uh, we've put forth uh, a plan on the, uh, the registry uh, where the uh, higher emitters, depending on the industry, will have set levels uh, uh, to attain, and otherwise they, they, they will uh, uh, be charged a fee to, uh, to make up for any uh, levels over their, their current emissions, and uh, that money would go to a technology fund, which would hopefully uh, benefit uh, improving their emission rates. Uh, and it'll be flexible. This is the key. It's flexible to the industry. It's not a one-size-fits-all so that we're able to maintain our competitive edge uh, with uh, other jurisdictions, particularly the United States, which uh, uh, is, is eating our lunch with regards to uh, incentives for businesses to uh, invest down there. Right. So you feel the best way to address this on climate change or uh, whatever is tech, not taxes? Tech's the way to go. And I mean, you talk to many people and, and, and how uh, our, our economies have changed and our environments have changed over the years. Technology always leads the revolution. And, uh, you know, the more research money we can put into research and, and support uh, businesses and entrepreneurs and to coming up for a solution, uh, you know, that's all going to be the better for all Ontarians. I appreciate your time. Have a great long holiday weekend. Thank you very much for your time. You got it. Jeff Urick is the Ontario Minister of the Environment. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 
911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.